0: Um, and we're growing those at the nursery at all times. So when a when a disaster, like for example, um, we had some, uh, there were the, the tornadoes that hit in uh, Joplin, Missouri um, a few years back. And I think right away we were able to send almost 500 trees down wow. um, to them um, to get planted and put in the ground. Um,
1: This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 84 of Life in Motion. I've got Jesse Stewart with me, who is operations manager at Forest Relief. Their Missouri-based nonprofit has planted over 230,000 trees since 1993. I'm excited to learn how they've made an impact by increasing tree canopy in low-income areas and even assisting with reforestation after major weather disasters. Uh, but Jesse, thanks for being on the show today.
0: Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. It's it's my pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to kind of learn what um what you all are all about and the impact your meeting is are making, as I just mentioned. But before we get into that, um, let's talk about uh, who Jesse is, you know, where you grew up, hobbies you had growing up, kind of what led you down this path.
0: Yeah, of course, of course, and quick correction on my title, because I don't want to take the credit for operations manager, Uh um, because uh, that's uh, Mark, and he is... He's absolutely incredible at, at Forest Relief, but um, I uh, I I sit on the board. I, I've been oh. on the board for Forest Relief for a little over ten years.
1: I well, okay, so and I actually when I was doing my research, I, I did see your name listed under the board members and next to it, it did say that title. So that's that's where I pulled it that, from. That so. is that is
0: my title. Oh yeah, no, that's and I and, and you're not wrong in that sense. That is my title, um, in the company that I run. But um, with Forest uh. Relief, I I do I do help out with that side of things, but. I, I sit on the
1: board. Ah, uh, no worries. Why? Well, my apologies, then.
0: <laughs> all good. All good.
1: But yeah. So let, um, but yeah. Let, as far as. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. I was just say yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get going with kind of seeing what what your story is and kind of how how it led you uh, to being a board member.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So yeah, so um, a little over ten years ago, um, I was starting a company with a friend of mine. Um, making custom coffee sleeves um like there's just the ones that you know go on your to-go coffee yeah and um we really wanted to find a partnership um because we were obviously producing products with paper um and we wanted to find a partnership locally that uh, we could you know essentially offset our carbon footprint and you know and try to go beyond that not just offset it but actually kind of uh be a, a negative um you know uh better than carbon neutral be more carbon just put more trees in the ground than we're actually, uh, using. And at the time we were even using post-consumer, um, products. Um, so that's where we found the forest relief, um, as an organization and, you know, loved everything about it. And so what we started, we started a program where we basically planted, um, X amount of trees for every you know case of coffee sleeves that we sold. Awesome. And you know, that was a, that was a partnership that started and, you know, was and goes on till today. Um, and, uh, and it's really been, you know, something that, uh, and that's kind of really was my introduction to forest relief. But as far as like, um, you know, the outside world and just plants and trees in general, um, that was, you know, it was probably like an earlier, um, earlier onset for me. I've always just, um, I've always just admired and loved the outdoors. Um, I grew up, my my grandmother and my mother both are big gardeners and, um, you know, love to be outside. And so I grew up, you know, just doing that as a kid. And that was kind of my my, um, my play place, per se, was just being out in the garden, picking weeds or helping plant, um, you know, things for the coming year. Um, so really, that kind of started my interest for the outdoors and, um, and plants in general. And then, you know, finding forest relief really kind of uh further further ignited just my my desire and actual trees themselves and you know really um expanding uh the forest our you know our our forestry canopy the tree canopy in the area that I live in and then just you know as much as possible and kind of spread that that word around around the world so that's that's really um kind of my short and sweet story with my relationship to trees um and uh and yeah, and so since then, it's just as I grow, I kind of grow with the trees and and try to do my best to, you know, get the word out about the the benefits and you know why we need them and and why you know an organization like Forest Relief is um, is so powerful and so helpful in in pushing that mission.
1: Yeah, that that's awesome. So so a question of that. So you know, you kind of got um, you know a taste, if you will, of. Planting and doing that stuff, like you said, in the garden with your mom, and grandma, and whatnot, and then obviously continue continue on that today with with trees and other things. And this might kind of sound like a weird question, but what what was it about it that kind of um, you know that that you decide as, as you got older, of course, um, that you decided that you continued you wanted to continue doing that, you know, rather than going to the grocery store or the farmers market or whatever that might be to you know get a tomato or 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 whatever was there was there almost like a uh maybe a hidden benefit i guess besides obviously you know whatever you were harvesting um that that kind of you know maybe it was the sense of peace when you're out there or i guess is there is there any more to that That if you like look back and reflect like wow this is like my safe place is probably the right word but you know what i think you know what i mean
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely no i i totally know what you mean um and yeah there was i mean there's a you know and as a young kid, I didn't really know how to identify it. But as I got older, it was this, I realized it was this, you know, this, this gratification. And like you kind of said, that piece that it does offer and just kind of that, and it almost it's a meditative state, um, you know, starting with the, with the grat you know, the gratification side, it's like you, there's nothing you can get more gratification out of than like being able to plant something in the ground and, you know, see it grow. Like you literally can especially a plant or a tree, you can see it grow so fast and really, you know, uh, whether it's over a course of a year or multiple years, you really get to, you know, see what you did um, and putting that, you know, putting that plant or that tree in the dirt um, however many years ago and just watching it grow. And it's something you created or gave, you know, gave the opportunity to, you know, to grow. Um, So really that, that gratification of doing that. And, you know, in the early, early years of just, you know, planting gardens, I think that was the first part. Was just like we'd start the day, and there'd be just like you know dirt, um, and then at the end of the day, you know, you put in all these little little saplings or little little beginnings of plants or trees, and even that first day, there's this gratification because you've just already changed the landscape of what was once just dirt, and being able to just you know that first initial piece, and then you know over the course of of growing it, you just you're out there. I mean you know, and really it's a simple, it's a simple maintenance. You just weed it when, when you need to and keep it watered. Um, you know, every plant and tree's got, it's got a different, uh, different need as far as some maintenance, but for the most part, it's just, um, keeping it happy and healthy and water is the biggest piece of probably, um, and watching it grow over time. Um, like for, for example, I, um, we bought a, we bought a home a few years ago and in the first year we put two river birches right out front and um, I would have started them as smaller, smaller ones. But since they were like on the street, I wanted them to have a stand a better chance. Um, so we put like, I don't know, they were probably maybe nine foot tall when okay. we planted them. And um, I was that guy out there, especially that first summer, every day watering and making sure like I was like, and you don't even have to get to that extreme. Like they don't, they probably didn't need as much care as I gave them, but I just really wanted them to like take off and um, you know, grow and and just make the neighborhood beautiful make our home beautiful and just you know continue that canopy because there was a pretty large gap um on our street where we where we lived that there were really no trees along the sidewalk um just over the years you know trees get taken down uh they get they either get old and they fall over or they get cut down for just um you know safety reasons and they just hadn't been really replanting them in our on our stretch of the street over the years so I was like let's get let's get that started and and just in the couple of years that the trees been in the ground, um, you know, they've, they've grown almost five feet each river birch are really, really fast growers. Um, and it's just been incredible. Every morning I look out the window and we live on like the second story and Jeremy, I want to I, say, I bet by the end of this summer, they're going to be eye level with me. They're going to be <laughs> eye level to our, our second story window. Um, and I'm so excited for that just to see them, you know, continue to grow. And it's, it's that, it's that continued gratification, um, that, um, that you get one, you know, not just when you first put it in the ground, but as you see it grow and, and really getting to see something you created. And then there's just outside of that, then, then it becomes, and what kind of what's kept me, those pieces have all stuck with me, but then what's kept me, you know, engaged with it and motivated with, with trees is, um is all the benefits that they, they provide, um, you know, from just the overall health of our community, um, you know, um, in areas, you know, they, they, of course combat, um, you know, they, they combat like CO2 and they help just clean our air, provide shade. Like the simplest thing is providing shade on like a hot day, like not having to, you know, it could be a 10, 10 to 15 degree difference between being in shade or being in, you know, the full sun. So, and that does that without any, you know, electric or gas needs. It's pretty much just it's nature's it's nature's air conditioner. Um, not to get too you know tree tree hugging on you, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So that's really you know um, it's all those kind of pieces for me. And just as I you know as I you know as as I've grown and become more mature and get a better understanding of of the value of of trees and and putting more of them in the ground and grow you know just and expanding that. Um, those are, those are things that have just kind of grown with me and, and, um, that I've learned along the way on, on all the different benefits, um, of, of what trees can do.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, your, your, your own home example with, you know, planning two ones at a, at a home you just moved into, because, you know, most people, when they, when they buy a house, if there's already a tree there, uh, you know, you don't really think about it, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is here. Cool. Um, I had to pick yeah, up some branches yeah. or whatever, but to, to your point, you know, if you did it yourself and, um, there's actually a magnolia tree that, um, my wife and I planted this past summer. So, you know, making sure it has enough water and stuff to, you know, get through this first couple of years, um, to stay healthy and, and whatnot and keep growing. And, um, it, you know, like you said, it's, it's gratifying. And now, like you said, uh, you know, in a in a year or two, half a year or whenever, you know, it's going to be eye level to your second second level. So uh, you know, that that's that's pretty cool, especially with all, all the benefits that go along with it that a lot of people don't really think about and or sort of take to take for granted.
0: Right, right. Exactly. And like, you know, with a with a, a little side note of like just just home home buying or like um you buy a home and maybe it has a mature tree that's already there. Well that there's been like studies um, where like the value of that home is greater just because of the they already having mature trees um, because of just the, the, aesthetic benefit that it adds um, for that, for that home. Um, and then maybe a trick of the trade is like, if you are going to buy a home, look for one that doesn't have trees because you might get a better price on it. Cause it's not going to be as, as appealing wow, to, point. Uh, to the consumer. Um, and then, all I ask is that day one, when you become the owner, put some trees in the ground Yeah, to start, you know, and then that, and then it, it, it does good. It does good for you. And then it does, it'll, it, it, it can improve the, you know, the value of your property too. just uh, There's, there's like dozens and dozens of studies on um, home values uh, as far as the value that, you know, mature trees add to the, to it. Um, even in like commercial districts where there's like, like shopping districts, if there's a uh, park, or they're in like a uh, highly, um, highly dense like tree canopy area, um, consumers are, are they're more likely to like stay longer and shop longer and be in those areas longer, and they're even more willing to travel further to go to those areas to to shop and and spend time just because of of the uh, the larger tree canopies versus you know places without them.
1: That's, that's really interesting actually. And, and, you know, saying that, I mean, that, that does totally make sense. Like that, the studies show that, um, cause you know, it's a, it's a much more, uh, relaxing atmosphere. Obviously if it's a hot day, you have the shade, um, right. and, and everything is birds, noises, that kind of stuff as well. So that, that's really interesting kind of tying all all those, uh, kind of, uh, hidden uh, business benefits, almost whether it's real estate or retail uh, aspects uh, aspects to it.
0: Yeah, definitely, and that's it's kind of one of those. It's when you get when you start thinking about the the value of trees, it's like, and especially as kind of a as a you know a a promoter um, of of growing our you know our tree canopy in our region and all across the world, um, having all those different little factoids and things like that, because I think there's something with trees. There's something that can appeal to everyone. You just got to find, I've, I've sold stuff. Like that's what I've, I've always been in type, a sales type of role my entire life. So it's always about finding how, what you're essentially trying to sell someone, how it can fit their needs. And I believe that like trees, they've got, there's a, there's a need. It can fit anyone's need. You just have to figure out what that is. And sometimes it's, you know, for some people it's economic. Um, maybe it's more spiritual, maybe it's, you know, more, um, um uh what's the word I'm looking for I'm, I'm for like uh oh my gosh I'm I'm at a loss of words for uh the um the the benefit of trees from like a um earth standpoint. Yeah you know, like good for the good for kind, the earth, good for the climate.
1: Environmental uh kind of thank you sustainability thank you. there.
0: The <laughs> yeah thank you so much. I like, guess part of the topic of the conversation I couldn't even think of the word. But yeah that's exactly what I was I was thinking.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's awesome. And that, that totally makes sense because just being able to reframe it in that way obviously can, can help more people kind of understand, you know, whatever their need, whatever their, their, whatever drives them. So you, so you, so you said that you originally found forest relief um, because of your own company and you were trying to partner with a, a company. So once you, once you found forest relief um, as an option out there, what, what was it about them that, that I guess attract? I mean, cause obviously you're, now you're on the board and all that stuff. It's not just a business relationship or anything like that. So I guess, what was it that like, what, what, what are they and kind of what made that special to you that versus another organization, I guess, um, that was like, Hey, this is the organization. They've done X, they've done this. And it, it totally makes sense to kind of continue, continue this on.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, at the, at the time, this organization was, they were, when I found them, they were 20 years old. Um, so they'd been around for, for two decades almost. And I had never even heard about it. Um, and they were operated by, uh, they had three, three staff members. And then it was almost completely facilitated by, by volunteers. Um, the nursery, you know, there was a nursery manager um that was one of our was this was on staff but then the, all the other work and everything was done was taken care of by volunteers who come every single week multiple times a week especially during the busier times of the year um which I just thought was amazing uh, I've you know I've participated in and been around a lot of different nonprofits, but this was one where I was like this is there's there's something here like there's there's people that really care and are willing to like give their time on a weekly basis for, for, you know, four to eight hours at a time out in the sun, you know, in the heat doing the, I mean, essentially doing like, you know, outside labor work um, in their free time to like support this cause. And, you know, those were some of the pieces that kind of drew me to it. And then learning that, that, this organization at the time was giving, giving away and not this, cause like the organization does sell some of the trees, but mostly gives away trees. They were giving away almost 15,000 trees a year. Wow. Uh, which is just, I was just like astonished. I was just like, how is that even possible? So really from like a, like my business mind, I was like, how is a how is an organization even <laughs> able to do this? Like I, so I was like, I just want to know more. I want to learn like how this is, you know, how it's feasible. And, um, so yeah, that, that really drew me closer in, and I want I, you know I I, um, I got on the board and just uh, you know became an engaged member, and um, and that's really what really drew me towards it was this this small office in the city that had uh, like a at the time I think it was like a maybe a four acre nursery out a little bit out like in the in the county area was doing all this work and for doing it and doing it for almost twenty years and not that I'm like was it hip to the scene person, but I didn't, I'd, I'd never heard of them. So I was just, I was like, really just overly impressed with everything that was happening with him. I just wanted to be, I just was like, I, I need to be a part of this. And it just, and it just fits. Like, I just, this is something I care about and it's an organization that I can, you know, feel good about and, and uh, you know, actually have an impact. I, I believe that I'd be able to have, you know, have an impact with the time that I would spend and put into, you know, helping the organization grow.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And, and to your, to your point, you know, uh, they were around 20 years before you even found them and especially what you just mentioned around 20 20 years before you even found them relying completely on volunteers you know with right. obviously major volunteer burnout and that kind of stuff to, to make it all go so to that obviously I know you know this is kind of back before your time with them but when it started and I'm um in, in the early 90s or whatnot what and I know it's expanded and stuff throughout the years, but at the core, what was like the the big like reason for you know the the founders to start it? Like, was there a specific project? Was it just a, a generalized focused or like kind of what was that like? And then, you know, what has the that progression been over the years?
0: Right. Um, so I don't know the story perfectly, but I know that um, basically I uh, the Organizations Inception was in 93, um, which was uh, right after the big, like we had some major flooding in, um, like, like the floods of 93 in, you know, off the Mississippi River in the St. Louis region, and in, in the Midwest region. Um, so there was a large, a large planning project right on the river, uh, riverfront. And um, that was like the first planning project that was done by the Forest Relief, which wasn't actually the Forest Relief at that time, it was just a group of people. Um, that wanted to put, you know, there were just, had been all these trees taken away um, by the flooding and they wanted to, you know, reforest that area. And then they did it. And then they just, the group was like, there needs to be, there's, there's, there's something here that needs to be an organization. And that's kind of where the inception of, of Forestry Leap happened was a, you know, an initial planning, planting project. Um, and a lot of those trees are still around today. We were actually uh, earlier last year, we were out there, um, or no, I guess we're in 2022 already. So no, it was 2020. We were out at that same planting project by the river and we're able to see some of the trees that were planted almost 30 years ago.
1: That's, that's crazy. And and like you were saying earlier, you know, you, you, you grow something and you get to see it continue and continue each and every year. And then, you know, 30 years later, it's still standing.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. So it's just, it's, and that was like, you know, it was such a cool thing to be able to see that and, uh, you know, talk to the, talk to some of the people that were part of that initial planting planting project. So that's, that's really where it, you know, it all, it all kind of began was just, and it's really a lot of what we do today is the same as that initial planning project. It's where our main focus is, you know, giving away these trees to, um, you know, to, um, lower income areas, other nonprofits, or, you know, distressed areas that have either, you know, suffered severe damage or from storms or flooding or anything of that nature. So that's really our main focus is is reforesting um, these areas that need it most.
1: Yeah. So, so a question like with that program. Um, so what, it, what I guess is the, I guess the significance of, you know, helping with the tree canopy and stuff in lower income areas, is that you know, whatever the area is, the, the original, um, uh, builder or whatnot, you know, tore down all the trees they don't have anymore. And then, you know, obviously you have to buy trees and that kind of stuff. So is that like the disconnect there or, um, I guess, and then what other benefit, are there any other kind of those hidden benefits that we mentioned as well, you know, besides obviously the shade and those kinds of things, but that, that can help a community in, in that sense, in that state.
0: Yeah, so I mean, for for a community, um, you know, like like we were mentioning earlier about the just the added value of trees um, from a you know a dollar value, but also from like a you know a spiritual value for for the um, actual residents of an area, like just having the trees, the um, you know it it just Builds value. It just creates a better place for people to live, essentially, um, and um, and it just adds, you know, it adds that value for for residents in those areas um, that need it most. Because a lot of those, a lot of the, a lot of the distressed areas that we're putting trees into, they've been um, they've been neglected over the years, or you know, because of development, trees were taken out and never put back. Um, so they're just there. It, it just happens to be that those. It, those areas that we're putting that we're that we're targeting for for tree planting projects are also the areas that that, that need them most, um, and it just um, you know it just it there's there's like studies that have been done where um, the actual like like reduction in crime with with more mature trees in the area with with parks um, you know getting getting places for people to to go and just be whether it's like to just sit outside to read a book or have a picnic um, you know, just, just to enjoy the outdoors and be, and be outside and kind of connect with, connect with nature.
1: Yeah. And that's awesome. That's kind of, I was kind of hoping you're going to say something like that, as far as, you know, it gives that, that opportunity for others to experience outdoors and nature and kind of the, the, the calming and peaceful benefits that you get from just being outside that a lot of people, once again, you know, either take for granted or, or just don't do enough. And it's, it's kind of amazing, you know, all, all the different Organizations and people that I talk to that are kind of focused on, you know, a similar kind of area as as you are. You know, they all say the same thing. You know, obviously, nature has this, these these hidden benefits, even if it's just walking, you know, through a path, uh, you know, in, in a park or whatnot, like that. So, be able to share these in these different uh, neighborhoods or, or areas that you know don't have access to that because the the trees aren't there anymore for whatever reason or whatnot. To be able to give back that way, that's that's awesome.
0: Right, right, and it's you know, and part of, and part of these planning projects that we do, um, there's an education and outreach component of them as well. So, so we're not just we're not just going out putting trees in the ground and then you know crossing our fingers. Um, we really we really focus on working with the community that, that we're planting the trees in and, and getting getting the vested interest of the community to come and plant the trees with us um, because. The tree, like trees themselves, they need they need some care, especially in those beginning years, to you know to thrive. Um, And then you know once they've once they've kind of established themselves over the first year or so, they're pretty they're pretty good on their own. Aside from just you know some occasional maybe pruning or trimming, um, but they're they're pretty self sufficient after that. So it's it's you know it's educating the communities that we're planting trees on the benefits of them, you know what. And then actually planting the trees with these communities, it just creates a, it just kind of creates this really awesome bond between our organization, uh, the communities we're working with and the, and the trees that we're planting.
1: Yeah. So, so like with that, I mean, how do you, how do you organize that side of thing? Obviously, you know, you identify a specific area and then is it more mm-hmm. or less like talking to the, the local council or, or whatever, um, there or the mayor or you know i don't know exactly how local governments break down on those little smaller segments but you know and you you talk to them and you say hey we're we want to plant these trees and then they get on board and then um maybe they come out and then after that they almost form like a committee or something or were they you know like you said kind of over those first couple of years to to make sure the trees are getting everything that they need is that sort of what that looks like or am i just um
0: yeah no that's 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 pretty spot on. Uh, so if it's um, a couple different ways it could happen, like each each like neighborhood has like an alder person from a from a like a government standpoint. So that's the alder person's kind of represents um, the like the neighborhood uh, for the for the kind of the municipality of the city. Um, so if it's a city related um, planting, we'll work with the alder person. Um, a lot of times, we'll we will work with um, it's usually within a park that's in those communities um and the parks are all um you know their jurisdiction there's a there's a parks department um so we we've got a close relationship with the parks department um so we work with them as well from a communication standpoint and they help with community outreach as well um and then sometimes it's just getting out you know getting out in the neighborhood and talking to people and kind of seeing you know who's out there and who's interested in helping out and you know promoting it we'll we'll also get um we'll also get Plantings that are sponsored by like larger corporations, and we'll we'll promote those those you know via our channels and in hopes to you know get engagement from the community you know that we're planting those trees in.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, and that's it's cool too because you know obviously what what you're doing by you know getting the trees out there and and forming that is important, but you're also building the community aspect of it well with and introducing them to other people that might not have gone out anyways. And then I'm sure I would imagine that that kind of helps almost probably helps with a sort of a, a ripple effect with other aspects that, you know, aren't necessarily outdoor related or whatnot, but you're building kind of a small community centered around that where, you know, hopefully, like I said, those relationships build into different things and kind of, you know, help, help that area even more just because of those relationships. Exactly. So, with um, so we kind of touched on that a little bit, and the the other big thing is um, uh, the reinforestation, uh, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, tongue tongue twister for me. Um, (laughs) and, and that's sort of how it started in the beginning in 1993, uh, because of the floods. So, I guess in that flood instance, or any other kind of natural disaster that that takes away, you know, the 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 plants and the trees and stuff around there. Why is that, you know, for our listeners that don't know, why is it so important for those trees, those plants, that environment to be brought back to how it was prior to the event?
0: Yeah. So, um, great. That's, that's a great question. Um, so a lot of the, from the like, um, environmental standpoint of the trees themselves, um, they, we can kind of start from like the ground itself. Um, Trees play a huge role in like water water retention and, and mitigation. So say you've got a large area that uh, was once, say, you know, say you had an acre of land and there were 20, 20 mature trees on that acre of land um, and you get a, you know, a, a rainfall, say say you got a, a heavy rainfall, I got an inch inch of rain um, in, in the beginning where those trees were originally there that interrain would have wouldn't have as big of an impact on that acre as far as like flooding or runoff or like you know causing erosion because the trees themselves absorb like their root systems absorb that that water um, and help you know help keep the ground together as well so there's not so you're not going to get those kind of runoffs or erosion happening when when the rain happens so when you lose those trees all of a sudden you've got this exposed field and that's when more issues can arise. So it's like, you know, you've got a home and you, you get a hole in your roof from a storm. If you don't fix the hole, it's gonna cause more damage down the road. Um, and that's kind of, uh, you know, kind of my thought process on, you know, putting these kind of a way to to say it for putting trees back uh, when they've been, you know, destroyed by, you know, whether it's man-made or, or nature-made disasters, because uh, they just, they provide, um, a huge that that's a big piece of what they provide is their root systems and the preventing erosion and you know that that mitigation of, of water um, and helping keep and, you know help it also helps keep the water in the ground as well too because if you just got an open open field um, with no shade no trees in it um, we're going to get an inch of rain and then you're going to lose a lot of that water to you know just to um, evaporation um, so they 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 provide a big environmental impact in that regard. Um, And then as far as like, like all the other benefits um, that we mentioned previously, as far as just the, you know, the shade and the economic value of the trees themselves in those areas, um, they do, um, you know, they've got a big impact on that as well. So that's, those are some of the reasons why it's, it's important to, you know, reforest these areas uh, that have either, you know, been deforested by one reason or another, or just haven't been, have been neglected over the years um, that, um, that, you know, trees have not been, trees haven't been put back in place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, you know, obviously you can't really prepare for a, a, a disaster that would take out all those trees, as you mentioned. Um, and right. then, it, then, it, but when that does happen on your side of things, how, how do you prepare to, to address that issue? I mean, cause it's, as as we've been saying, you know, it takes some while for these trees to grow if they're seedlings, whatnot. So you can't just, you know, go to the store or go to the uh machine factory and, and make up a, a new tree real quick. So, how how do you, you know, if something unfortunate were to happen where it takes out um, you know, flooding on the river or, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. like how long does it take until you can? um, I guess start to replenish those, I mean, is it more or less like, okay, we, we have this many trees in our nursery and we think that we need this many trees to kind of, um, get that area back to where it was and you play it that way. Or how, how does, how, I guess the, the planning for that when something like that does happen?
0: Great question. Um, so we at the nursery, you know, to date, we're, we're averaging about 10,000 trees a year that we're giving away, but we probably have around 20,000 at any given time at the nursery. Okay. Um, so we've always got an inventory of trees. Um, and you know, part of it's twofold to have an inventory because we're, we're growing trees from saplings, um, at the nursery. So we've always got, we always have trees that we're growing, um, to, to be given away at, at a certain point. Cause we give away trees, everything from, you know, like a three foot, two to three foot tall sapling tree that might be a couple, two, three years old, uh, you know, up to a more mature tree that could be up to 15 feet tall and, and you know, five or six years old. Um, and we're growing those at the nursery at all times. So when a, when a disaster, like for example, um, we had some, uh, there were the, the tornadoes that hit in uh, Joplin, Missouri um, a few years back. And I think right away, we were able to send almost 500 trees down Um, to them, um, to get planted and put in the ground, um, you know, almost not instantly, obviously, but like pretty quickly, as fast as we could get a, you know, find a, uh, trucking company to pick up the trees and, and get them down to Joplin. So, you know, from a planning perspective, we kind of, by nature, no pun intended, (laughs) um, (laughs) we have an inventory kind of ready to go, um, if we ever needed to
1: okay so so that makes sense um then because yeah i wasn't really sure uh you know when you said how many you had on hand how many are available for the public or other kind of general projects first that but that makes sense that that you're preparing and have a stockpile in case something were to arise that you can you know start um helping that area that community whatnot kind of as immediate as you can so Um, so, so another thing I saw on, on the website and and this might've kind of crushed or or crossed into, um, some of the things that we already mentioned, but project community tree, um, is that similar to, is that similar to the, um, the tree canopy project as well, or is that a separate thing that, uh, you know, community members can get involved with as far as that goes?
0: So, yeah, so our project community tree, um, it's, it's very similar to what what we've been talking about it's basically it's our application process for the free trees so um, we of course we identify some of our own projects to pursue as an organization but then a lot of our projects come through most of our projects come through project community which is basically the application project or process to apply for free trees so it's simply uh you know you go on our website um you fill out the application um you know who you are what the trees will be for um, and we have like, we have, a kind of an application period, uh, towards the beginning of the year. Um, and then you're able to pick those trees up to, you know, to take and actually plant yourself, um, as long as they kind of meet the qualifications of, uh, you know, of what, of, of who we give, you know, free trees to. That, that's,
1: that's, that's cool. So yeah, I figured it was sort of something like that as, as far as that, and that it just gives another outlet to, f- to get more trees out there really. I mean, and, and based on, you know, whatever, whatever those needs are and whatnot. Um, so, so what other, are are there any other programs that, that I'm, I'm missing or any other kind of educational parts as far as that, that you all do, or maybe different community partnerships with other, um, you know, nonprofits that are, are also kind of focused around the environment or anything like that.
0: Uh, yeah, so we, you know, we, we partner with a handful of organizations, um, in the area, like one of our, our big partners is, um, great, great river greenways, um, and their focus is on, um, creating, um, biking and pedestrian pathways. Um, and they're non, they're typically non, um, like non-motor vehicle accessible. So they're, they're pathways that are, you know, pedestrian and cycling only, um, So we do a lot of partnering with them to do planning projects along their greenways um, as well. So that's, that's a really fun one because I also like to cycle. So (laughs) um, that, that kind of fits fits in the agenda as well. Um, And then, you know, we work with, um, we work with like the city, like the city itself, the city department, Um, you know, we assist in providing trees for them uh, for some of their planning projects. Um, And and we get, we get grants from different organizations to, you know, do this as well. So not, we, we couldn't just be giving all of our trees away and survive. Um, so we, we, we live off a lot of grants, um, and, um, and relationships that help generate those grants for us to grow trees, whether it's for contract contract, um, plantings, uh, or things of that nature where we're, um, you know, working with these groups, um, all throughout the, all throughout the Midwest region.
1: Cool. And that that's cool that you're able to kind of establish those relationships with, uh, obviously very like-minded uh nonprofits and and whatnot like the the uh those trails and whatnot which obviously go hand in hand um you don't want just a big open uh trail to ride your bike in on with the you know the heat blazing down on you so the trees are nice right, right. <laughs> um so so i always like to ask um you know kind of one piece of advice for our listeners and obviously uh you know we spoke a lot about trees and the different benefits and that kind of stuff um so I'm going to have a, a, a two part question here, actually. Um, for, first, if say somebody just moved in a house, as you mentioned, but they didn't have any trees um, and let's just say they're in the Midwest to, to give a, an area um, what and, and they want to, they want to plant something. They never planted a tree before. Like you said, there, there is some some time that goes into it as far as his first couple of years and whatnot. I guess what tree would you say, would you suggest for them and any tips with that? And then also maybe they're also in their community and they want to start something like what you're doing, whether that be a small based, um, organization or, or kind of grassroots program, um, to kind of start building, you know, these different areas up that might have the opportunity or might've had something happen happen to them where they no longer have that, those trees and the tree canopy.
0: Um, so I'll go with your first first uh, question first, and then um, I'm going to re-ask what this did to reiterate on the second question, so I can make sure I get it I get it right. Um, so as far as like a, like a recommendation for like a new homeowner for a you know a tree to plant, um, a couple of uh, two of my favorites um, are the tulip tree, and this would be like if you're in the Midwest because that's another another piece too is like you want to make sure that you're we we focus on native species um for our region so that's that's all part of what we do too is we're we're, we don't grow like exotic or trees that aren't native to you know our our region because then they just those these trees are native to our region so they they grow the best they have the best you know survival rate um so probably my two favorites would be the tulip tree um and uh which is a super cool tree it's you know get it it has it it grows um it's actually in the magnolia uh, family. Okay. Um, so it's a it's a really cool tree, um, and it gets these like tulip like flowers on it. Um, I believe they come in the spring, and uh, it's just a really really gorgeous tree. Um, and then the second one is actually the is is the river birch. It's like my that's why I put it in our front yard. It's like one of my favorite trees. It has the birch that kind of you know it's it's got the bark that kind of peels off. Um, so it's like a lighter colored. Um, uh bark tree and um it's a really fast growing tree too so you get if you're looking for the gratification side a river birch is going to be uh it's going to fit right in there um, awesome as far as uh yes yeah, i mean some river birches can grow up to 10 feet in a year which is pretty incredible that, yeah tree. that's
1: insane um,
0: <laughs> that's like perfect conditions uh you know but it's it, it I've, I've heard of that but um uh but yeah so they're they're they can be a really fast growing tree um which is is really cool um My recommendation on the tree planting would be to like, you know, find an organization in your area if you're in the Midwest look up forest relief because they're always happy to chat and give you the best guidelines on kind of what to plant. Um, Every, every person's yard and soil is going to be a little different so there might be some, some, you know, some recommendations on that and then um, In the city, especially you got to worry about power lines. Um, oh yeah and things and things of that nature so there's there's trees that are kind of like um you know in our region um they're like they're utility company approved because they won't grow super tall um so there's different trees that you can or shrubs that you can plant that if you're under a power line they're not going to get to a point where they're gonna you know inflict damage or get twisted up in the in the power lines either so um kind of depends on where you want to put it but there's um there's if you were if you were in a situation uh, where you had a power line, uh, a chokeberry is a really cool, uh, tree slash shrub to plant. It, uh, it gets berries in the winter. Um, and it's just a cool little, cool little shrub, super low maintenance. Um, and, um, uh, that'd be a good one if you had some power line issues, but, um, but yeah, definitely working, you know, finding like a nonprofit, um, like ours in your area, um, or even just, a even a nursery. I mean, any nursery that, you know, grows and plants trees would, would have a good idea of what they, you know, they could recommend but probably foremost making sure it's a native a native tree um it's just going to give you the best success rate um i'm not i'm not against non-native trees but i just um if you want something that's going to be the lowest maintenance and have the highest success rate it's i would definitely recommend going. you know finding a native tree that that you like um and then go with that one
1: yeah yeah, that, that makes sense. And then, so, and then the, the other part of the question um, is, is if, you know, more from a community standpoint, if, if there is an area in, in their community, maybe it's a smaller community or maybe a community that doesn't necessarily have something like forest relief um, in their area and they, and they notice a, a, a park or open public land or whatever that might be that could use uh kind of that help with that i mean obviously they're not just going to show up and start digging a bunch of holes without coordinate with somebody so for somebody that wanted to kind of see that change and start to make that change in their own area where where would be a good place for them to start start that process like connections and that kind of stuff
0: uh yeah so i mean most most areas um are going to have some sort of arbor or arborist group or nonprofit. um a lot of areas have like a, a great resource um, if you've got like a botanical garden or like a city like a city sponsored type of garden like in in st louis city we have a missouri botanical garden and they're kind of a great it's it's a great place to go in general but it's also a great resource to find you know to get involved and find different areas we we work with them on a lot of different projects as well um so you know finding um fortunately we've got, it's the days of Google, so we can easily do some searching, but, um, that, that's what I would recommend is, you know, finding an organization or even, um, you know, contact us because we're connected, not just in the region, but all throughout the country with different organizations that do similar work. Um, so, you know, get, give us a call or, or shoot us an email, you know, at Forest Relief, and, um, we can definitely help you find, you know, someone to get involved with. Um, and even if it's, a if you got a project in mind and you're not in our neighborhood, there's always a chance we'd, we'd send you some trees to, to put in the ground too. So we're not, we're not totally stuck on just being right here in the, in the Midwest. We're, we're happy to help out in other places as well.
1: Awesome. And, uh, and to that point, uh, what, where, where can people find you online as far as social media, the website, all that stuff, any other resources? Um...
0: Yeah. So um, our website, um, which is, MoRelief.org or, or more um, is our, is our website and you can find all of our contact info information on there. And then of course we're on, um, we're on Instagram. Um, and I'm pulling up my our Instagram handle cause I don't know it by heart. Uh, and that's, uh, that's just at, at forest relief. Um, so you can find us on Instagram there and, uh, yeah, those are, those are two great spots, uh, to find us. Awesome. And, uh, you know, find, find, you should get more involved.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure there's obviously volunteer opportunities and and all that kind of good stuff on there as well. If they're, they're local to you. Um, so, so everyone definitely make sure you check them out get some inspiration. Um, you know, whether it it is taking on, uh, you know, a project and figuring out how to get involved with either their organization or kind of might inspire you to another organization, or if you just want to, you know, plant your own, uh, Uh, tree in in your front yard that doesn't that's kind of bare right now and kind of you know see the benefits from it as as we mentioned throughout so uh, anyways jesse i appreciate you uh, taking the time to kind of share in your story and how you got involved kind of from from uh, the beginning with your business and then kind of flowing into the position that you're in now Um, and i definitely uh, you know wish you all the the best of luck and continuing that mission to to get more trees out there and you know making uh, the earth a little more beautiful My pleasure, Jeremy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time.